When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On Giddy Up, Facing the Breeze, with Anthony Butt and Jack Trainer. Plenty to discuss on Facing the Breeze as we talk harness racing. What a night it was at um, an angle last Saturday night with the running of the Miracle Mile and one of the great training performances from Andy and Kate Gath and a great drive by Kate Gath with Catch a Wave. She owned that race from the outset. She wanted the front. She got the front, then dictated terms, and this wonderful four-year-old did the rest. Let's catch up with the Facing the Breeze team and let's kick off proceedings with the whiz kid from New Zealand that calls Sydney home these days in Jack Trainer. Good morning to you, Jack. Um, what a night it was there at Menangle. What was it like to be there? Yeah, good morning, Gareth. Good morning, Ants. Um, yeah, as always, it was a great night to be a part of and uh, full of exciting races. Some um, winners from left field and, uh, yeah, obviously the main event was what it lived up to be and, yeah, credit to Andy Gaff and Kate Gaff was like you said, a great training and great driving performance. It was a little bit weird watching a big night of harness racing ants with you, with um, yourself not playing a part. Did you enjoy watching it? Yeah. Good morning, boys. Um, yeah, great nice racing, Gareth. And as I said, the you know probably best horse won on the night. So it was a great uh, feat by Andy and Kate. So well deserved. Let's start with our topics. Catch away first of all, Antsy. He's come a long way, hasn't he? Well, we all thought. Um, this team thought he was, or well, you and I thought he should have been in a Hunter Cup. Um, I thought his run in the Mercury um, was unbelievable. You had to see to believe what he did on that particular night. And then since he's headed to Menangle, he's had three runs there and he's won a Chariots and then a Miracle Mile. Um, and his last couple of runs, he is the real deal. And he's got that X factor that um, should excite everybody that follows the sport of harness racing. Yeah, well, he's always looked a, a classy animal, Gareth, right from the word go. But as you said, the last sort of couple of months, he's really stepped up and, you know, he's been faultless, really. So, you know, it's not easy for a four-year-old to take on these big boys and girls and beat him. But, you know, he uh, he put him away pretty easily. So, you know, he's going to have a very exciting, you know, next couple of years by the look of him. Jack, when you were watching the race, you were expecting Kate to put the foot down at the start and then own the race and go to the front? Well, no, not really, Gareth. I obviously not driving it. Didn't have to worry about tactics too much. But um, that was the last horse that I thought would find the front and, and hold there. But uh, I think with Matt Dan, probably didn't come out as anyone would have expected. He sort of come out half-hearted. That, um, although they come out in 25, once they found their order, it managed Kate was able to get back off to that 29, which is a, a steal and a miracle mile. So... Definitely wasn't how I seen the race being run, but um, yeah, once again, credit to Kate and Andy, they they pulled it off. He's got blistering gate speed, catch away, Vance, and Darren Carroll came on this show midweek thinking that he will lead if Kate uses him up at the start, and that's what she did. But it just proves once again in these miracle miles, if you draw wide, um, you basically no hope. No, and it gets proven time and time again, Gareth, year after year that. You know, if you draw outside sort of five, you're in big trouble. And, 
you know, a couple of those horses, you know, they went pretty good races, but they just had no chance to get into it. So, you know, at this level, when they're all so even, they can all run blistering times. And as you said, if they get a sort of a reasonably slow second quarter, which they did, makes it, you know, virtually impossible for the ones back in the field. With that in mind, do you think we need to go back to six? I think we do, because history tells you that if you draw beyond four in a miracle mile, Lance, I'll start with you here, that you've got no hope. Yet no chance. Plus the mobile, and people will say this is not true, Gareth, but the mobile goes quicker in a miracle mile because they want to go a fast, fast time for their premier race ants. So you just have it, invite six of the best horses um, and uh, have a little bit of controversy like we had. We didn't have too much this year, but pick the six best horses and let them go for it. Yeah, it's probably food for thought, Gareth. Yeah, as I said, back in the day in Harold Park, you know, I know it was a lot smaller track, but, uh, you know, they had the six runners. Or even if you're last, you weren't too far from them. So, you know, as we said, you know, it makes it awfully hard if you settle down seventh or eighth. But, you know, then again, you're, you're cutting two horses out and two connections out of the, um, you know, the glory of running in the Miracle Mile. So there's fours and against, but, you know, perhaps for a one-off race like the Miracle Mile, it might be a bad idea. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, it's something you could probably look at, Gareth. Like Ant said, I suppose it, it just takes away two people's chances of having a runner and, and the chance to win. But it probably comes down a bit to maybe the drivers. I'm not nothing particular in this race. But, you know, at the end of the day, when there's a million bucks on offer, maybe you've got to take that chance from out wide. And, and there was an opportunity in that race on Saturday night for drivers to make a move. And Luke McCarthy done that. He, he managed to stay out of the early burn and put his horse in the race. And if it was good enough, you know, it could have gone with them. So I think it's mm-hmm. there's a couple of factors to it, but I think when the million-dollar race is up, the, the race might have to be running a bit, with a bit more aggression. Maybe the Prince should have handed up, Jack. Maybe I should have put Blair Orange on my mare. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Now, hey, Ants, um, Captain Ravishing. Now, my mail is there was some big money offered to this um, for this horse, and I had a few people ring me about trying to see if, they should purchase this horse or they wanted to get involved with Captain Ravishing. Um, do you think the connections wish they sold now? Um, possibly, Gareth. Yeah, like as you said, when the boom was on him before the chariots and he was sort of unbeaten for a while, you know, that was when he was probably at his most valuable. And, you know, the gloss has gone off him a little bit after the last couple of runs. So, you know, he's not going to come in and dominate this open class ring as we thought he might. So, you know, he's still a great horse and he's it was still a pretty good run the other night. Yeah. And But, uh, yeah, sometimes you, you sell the dream and the, and the glory of the hope. And, uh, you know, that's, he probably has gone down the valley a little bit in the last couple of weeks. I think it just proves in harness racing, like his last half was sizzling. He went 54 and changed, Jack. Um, with the way that they can run the time from the front end these days, it's impossible to win from where he was, even though we thought, if they do go quick, that he's a chance to finish over the top of them. But you need wings to get over the top of those horses when they're running those times. Yeah, that's right. And sort of um, like Ants touched on it, it just literally was impossible for the horse to, some of those horses out the back to, you know, break a, they have to break a 25 quarter, which is obviously just unheard of. And like Ants also said, he still went a great race, Captain Ravishing, but when you're racing these horses that can reel off these times off the front, especially at a track like Menangle, there's just that very fine line where it's 
too fast to get in from the back and then there's too slow and it's just there's not much in between and and that was the case on Saturday night but I think all these horses uh there's so many horses that can run a good mile these days and, and that's what happened it just makes it impossible from the draw Ants, geez Old Town Road um I know our friend in New Zealand he's got a big big rap on him I can't wait to see what he can do when he takes on catch a wave once again yeah well I think what was the quote Gareth, he is 50 metres better than oh, Catch I don't away. know if so, it was um, 50, Mickey. Gareth, you know, if, he, yeah. if he shows up in that form, he's going to blow them away, isn't he? And you know what Mickey will say? I said when I was interviewing, um, I think it was on the Racing.com coverage that Captain Ravishing would go to the Sydney and probably win a Miracle Mile and take on everyone in North America. Now, um, I might have been a little bit wrong there, and I was probably wrong. I did it. I was in this, um, the spur of the moment there. Um, so we all make mistakes from time to time, don't we, Jack? Yeah, well, yeah, I made one too. I, I rode off kept, Catch a Wave, yeah. and it, it looks to be probably the best horse in Australasia at the moment. So I, I've made an error too. But, um, yeah, the Old Town Road's an exciting horse. I, I can't wait to see him come to Menangle. He's sort of untapped. He's probably only had, I don't know, under 20 starts now. Yeah. And this high speed on that horse, he... He's um, pretty exciting, so I'm looking forward to seeing him over this way in the near future. We love you, Mickey Guerin. Um, please love us again. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll continue on Facing the Breeze on this Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is Facing the Breeze. Anthony Butt, Jack Trainer, two stars of the sport. One a Hall of Famer, one won't be far away before he becomes a Hall of Famer, and Jack Trainer now... Um, my mailman at Bathurst is an absolute dead set jet and he never really misses. And he's tipped us a couple. And I promised our listeners there with bag of tips that they will be coming to me, the Bathurst mail. And um, they are, as it just comes up on uh, my phone, race one, number four and race three, number four for the mailman. Now, I don't know who this mailman is, but he just drops off the mail. And it's unbelievable. So race one, number four, Ice Blaster. And then race three, number four, Louis the punter. So race one, number four, race three, number four. We'll continue on our chat talking about the hot topics, um, including a love story that's just blossoming in harness racing that I need to discuss with Anthony Butt and Jack Trainer coming up straight after the 10 o'clock news. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Gareth Hall with you. This is Facing the Breeze as we talk some harness racing with Jack Trainer and Anthony Butt. And it was a great night there at Menangle on Saturday night, but Talking about love affairs, and I do love you too, um, but geez, Nathan Turnbull, um, better be the best. What a drive there in the, well, he had to work, better be the best. It was a big performance by the horse, Jack Trainer, but he just leans back in the gig, Nathan Turnbull, and they just find an extra couple of metres. Um, and then I love the, the picture that was posted on social media after the derby with his celebration, his helmet off, um, saluting to the crowd, just like JD did and just like um, Stevie Turnbull did after he won the Inter-Dominion with Smooth Satin. It was it was a terrific story. Better be the best, Jack. Well done to Nathan Turnbull. Yeah, that's right, Gareth. We've obviously talked about it in the last couple of weeks, but he's um, the definition of airborne at the moment. And uh, for his whole family, his young son, Jet, who anyone who knows him has started driving at trials and he's that passionate. And um, yeah, to see all the photos and, Bit of the aftermath, it was obviously a really special win to them, and that horse just suits Nathan right down to the ground. He can just absolutely slaughter him every week, and he just keeps finding and he's loving every bit of it. So, good on him. And, um, I'm sure a horse like him, I'd say some people with the Eureka slots will be uh 
starting to look pretty closely and I'm sure he'll get a run at something like that. And sometimes that's how you have to drive certain horses, Ants. And Nathan Turnbull, um, you can just see the confidence that he has been able to get from the success that he's had in some country areas and now he's bringing it to town. Um, and, he, and he's always played probably second fiddle to Amanda um, and Stevie at Turnbull, but now um, he's the number one in the Turnbull family. Yeah, just a wonderful family, Gareth, aren't they? You know, right from AD, right through to Steve, and now the, the kids, well, they're not kids, but coming through. And so, yeah, you know, he really owned that race. He was in a sort of bit of a tricky spot early when the horse and the breeze got pulling and um, he had to really, you know, work to find the front. But, you know, he, he drove him like the best horse and, uh, you know, as a fitting result, you know, great to see. Hats off too. Um, I was critical of Luke McCarthy's drive there the other day on Bondi Lockdown, Jack Trainer. Um, when he sat and a few of the other drivers and probably cl- including you, um, when no one made a move in that miracle mile lead up race and they went a ridiculous middle half, um, for a open class sprint, especially when horses were trying to get into a miracle mile, but Bondi lockdown, it was Al McCarthy at his brilliant best on the big stage and, uh, the drive won that horse, the race, and he was too good. Looking forward to seeing what he can do next campaign. I think he's off to the paddock. Yeah, was it? I didn't hear you quite right there, Gareth. Was it Tim Williams' drive or Luke McCarthy's drive that oh, won the race? It, I, I, Luke it wasn't sure that there was a sprint lane at um, an angle, especially when we raced over 100, but he got the luck as he always does. And um, yeah, credit to him training wise, that horse has grown a leg like that. And he's obviously a tractable racehorse now. So he just always seems to have that lucky splits on the days that count. Yes. Well, I think sometimes you make your own luck when you come out of the gate. And answers you well know, horses do get off the fence there at Menangle. <laughs> yeah, occasionally, Gareth. Um, now, just quickly, we've got some great racing coming up. I'm heading to the Gold Coast on Saturday for the Nutrien sales there. First time Nutrien are having the sales on the Magic Millions Complex. Uh, I think there'll be some terrific interest from interstate um, buyers, um, some great prize money in Queensland. David Brick's done a wonderful job. So I'm looking forward to getting up there, Jack. I might try and find you a bargain or two. Oh, please don't, Gareth. I've, I've only just got ready out of the camp, but um, maybe take Mickey Harvey. You might be able to try some in one of the top lots for us. We, we take one of them. And... All right, then. That's a good point you make then, Ants. Are you going to be having a look at those horses on the weekend there in Queensland? No, no, I'm not, Gareth. But, you know, Queensland are doing a wonderful job with, yep. you know, the bonuses and schemes and big races. So I'd like to be there, but not this year. And some good racing there at Melton on Saturday night. Um, looking forward to the Trotters Free for all the La Cooker Archers. So that should be a beauty. And my hometown, Birchip, are hosting their big cup day, the Melly Bull Cup. We'll have to get you there, Jack, one weekend or one year along with you, Ants. Yeah, I think yeah, we'd we'll make a great Sorry. duo. Yeah, you would. You would make a great duo. And I don't know if you'd be able to handle the Melly, Jack. Well, don't hold your breath, Ants. We got promised Melbourne Cup tickets last year and we still haven't received them. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> believe is... it when we see it, Gareth, but you wouldn't have to twist my arm very hard. Uh, that is a good point. And I'll tell you what, Jason Grimson, he, he trained a winner there with Sicario, but um, the love affair with the Queen of Harness Racing, Brittany, wasn't she superb once again on um, Saturday night? But surely he's got to put a ring on it shortly, Jack. You'd be the best man, yeah, wouldn't it... you? Yeah, he's in a good place at the moment, Jace. He's um he's the happiest I've ever seen him, which obviously that makes me happy. He we he was missing on Sunday when we were having a few celebratory beers, which is uh, not like Jace. So I think they 
power couple on the rise and um, seem to be good for each other. And we wish them all the best. Yep. So um, you've tried to have a few power couples over the time, Jack, but um, they quickly go awry. So well done to, to Jason. Good on you, Ants. You're a good man. <laughs> Thanks, Gareth. I don't know Thanks, if we'll be back next week. Good on you, Jack. Yeah, thank guys. This is this possibly could be my last segment. I'm tapping Jace Grimson. We'll, 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 we'll hit after that. So yeah. thanks for everything. And Brittany, Jack told me to bring that up. Um, we'll take a break and we'll come back with plenty more. That was Facing the Breeze on this Wednesday morning. On the other side of it, it's trial time. Dean Watling and Matty Hoister will be joining us.